Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's start, start the, the show. show. <laughs> I, I forgot about waiting until it was time to wait. <laughs> oh, that was hard. I totally forgot about it. I just leaned away from the mic just to see if I could get Brian to say something. Yeah. That, oh, was that was like, good. I could feel like weight pulling me back to the microphone. It's like, you gotta say something. You gotta say something. The intro just stopped going. This is going to be an amazing podcast. I, uh, I, I want to, I, uh, I, I, I don't think I formally apologize to Joe, but the last podcast, um, I, I don't know, I was tired and I, I, after it got done recording, it's now uploaded. Today, actually, it releases. We're recording a week early. Is not something we normally do. We like to be relevant, mm-hmm. right? And and it's hard to predict what's going to happen a week from now. And um, and so anyway, the podcast two podcasts ago, I think it's fifty six, and then fifty seven. The last podcast is um, a, another podcast that we did a swap. I've never heard of a swap before. I love the idea. So, so cool. do I. So do I. And so if you enjoyed that one, go give um, no damn experts. We're not, we're no, we're no damn experts. Yep. Give them a follow. Yep. L- like them and follow them forever. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we have today. And so I'm apologizing for a couple podcasts ago that if you felt Brian was um, just not in it, hey, I'm there with you. I did not feel like I was in it. And that's not fair. That's not fair to many of the listeners out there, all of you, you all, you wins. And, uh, and so anyway, I apologize. Today's going to be amazing. The other thing I have to tell you, Joe, is I brought this, um, our mixer in, the Rodecaster Pro. Uh-huh. I brought it inside because it had been doing some weird ghost things, right? Like the buttons going off. And so I brought it inside. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this morning... Put it in our, we have, uh, so all the listeners know, we have this like um, large suitcase. That might be the best way to say it. A large plastic suitcase that we fit all of our podcast stuff in. And that's how we can do all these remote things so easy. Normally it just kind of stays in my truck until we're ready to go. But it's been negative bazillion uh, here in Montana. So cold. So cold. And when we bring it in, it it has these ghosts. And so anyway, I brought it in last night. And then this morning, put it back in the, the, the cold suitcase Yep. And um, and then put the suitcase in my truck, but the truck was running. Mm. When I set everything up this morning, it was ghosting. Like every button was like, and so that's why all this was turned down. And so I'm going to turn this down again, okay, just in case it like ghosts on us. So we have to remember if we want to play a sound effect, we got to turn it back up and then hit the button. Okay, so that's and so thing. I just got to let you know. Hey, that's cool. Good heads up. Um, and, and cold weather just does weird stuff. Um, Jesse's pen this morning. We're at Albanco. Uh, his pen this morning wouldn't work. And oh. he was like like hitting it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cold weather, man. It just does that. Cold weather. I have a story about cold weather, but it looks like you have something. Oh, yeah. And I so was you go. I was going to say, um, I also have something to a, a note. I, I appreciate that self-awareness. You just You were like, you know, I wasn't in it. I was like too down. Well, I was noticing on... Um, for myself, when we were doing the live show, mm-hmm. I was listening to the to how fast I was talking, and I was like, "Whoa, th- th- is this is this how I sound on caffeine?" Okay, mm-hmm. because I I think even right now, like I have like a I don't know medium pace to medium way of speed of talking, but that day I was like, "Hey, yeah, oh well." Hey, so, hey. so I I was in <laughs> choir in high school. Uh-huh. Um, all four years of high school, I was in choir, and. Uh, our, our choir teacher, we would do like the warm up beforehand, and he, I remember he's the like, warm-up. he's like, almost always when you go from practice to live performance, you're like an octave high, mm-hmm. right? Just because like kind of like the nerves or whatever, right? And so I'm assuming if you're a podcaster, it's just the tempo's higher. Mm. Yeah, maybe right? it is because yeah. we, we we went from like as we've already talked about, like like nobody hearing us and it just comes out to people hearing us and being kind of live. It's almost like practice to yeah. to the show, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I bet you were just like... Yep. The, the micro... Oh, what was the what was the guy? The fast talker guy? Oh, micro machines. Micro machines. Yeah, yeah. You were you were like him. I remember. If it doesn't say micro machine, it's not the real thing. <laughs> I 
Which I so I didn't completely listen back, and I didn't notice you being fast. Listen, I don't 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 go back and listen. I'm going to go back and listen now. I'm going to go back and listen. yeah, like because I mean I think I have a laid back way of talking, mm-hmm. I, a relaxed sounding voice. Mm-hmm. That day, I did not have a. I, it was like I was um, calling, you know, it's like a sports announcer. I I picture like like a sports announcer type of person, but like I'm announcing on a really exciting day in the stock market <laughs> or something. Have you ever watched one of those money shows? Mm-hmm. They're never mm-hmm. relaxed. No, they're never relaxed. They're it's always like, like boom, oh, yeah. 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 All, all the graphics coming on the screen and yep. bull or what's the other thing? Bull or? Uh, the bull market or the, um, the other one? The What's the other one? Is, it's not a cow, is it? <laughs> no, because a bull is a cow kind of bull, bull or oh yeah good thing p- pig what kind of a market donkey are what we, is the other monkey are we in a monkey market now <laughs> or a rooster market we are so i'm glad this isn't a finance podcast because we'd be lying to everyone we know we know so little that doesn't bode well because on my i used to work at a financial education place i was the finance manager at a car dealership you know you know what that is <laughs> That's just um, white privilege. <laughs> right. We didn't deserve those jobs. No, not at all. <laughs> um, okay, one other weird thing about the live podcast that I meant to mention, but I, I'm just now remembering again. Mm-hmm. We always sit across the table from each other. Okay, not always. When we have a guest, we don't. Or at least on a corner. Right, so we can like see each other. And so it was weird while we were live. Like I had to like, you were to my right. Uh-huh. When we had a guest, it was fine. Yep. But when we were talking, I was like looking like this, like, and, and so it was weird. I'm and remembering that now that that was a weird part. We were chewing and looking like 90 degrees and like having to still get into the microphone and be hurt. Yeah, so weird. And so what, what I'm excited for is I don't feel, oh, I don't want to give anybody, if they're not, if they thought, oh, the live podcast was great, I don't want to like make them think something different. But no, you're right. It, it was great. <laughs> there's there's room for improvement. Let's say that. I'm excited that we can do it again and make it better. I'm just going to try to like center myself and be like, okay, let's do some breathing exercises. Just be calm. And you don't be so calm, basically. <laughs> right, right. Two podcasts in a row. I was too calm. You, yeah, maybe too calm. And then yeah. me, um, I need more calm. I, yeah, I need to. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So we, we're getting it straight. We're getting Whoa. it straight. It's just the beginning of the year. You know, that's what we're going to figure out this new dynamic. We're so we're, we're like salty seasoned podcasters now trying mm-hmm. to figure out our new dynamic. Mm. We're no longer these young, young bucks with wetness behind the ears, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing what to. And everyone, we're like the underdogs. It's so easy to root for. Now we're the seasoned pros. Right, and we're just noticing little idiosyncrasies in our dynamic. Who does that? Mm. Only us. Yeah, I mean, o- only you. Only I mean, I wouldn't do it without only you. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even seem bright. I don't know the words. Oh, I almost couldn't place that song. I was like, you're almost no. Now I can. Only you, you can make all this world seem bright. Right. Yeah. My heart seem bright. Only you. Now I can't stop singing it. I love uh, that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Do you know that I have a love for old jazzy songs? I do. So in uh, Joe vs. the Volcano uh, with Tom Hanks, there's a somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. They also play that in Coke commercials. Mm. I just, it's been ingrained in my brain by. In, ingrained in my membrane. In my membrane by. I just Ingrained in the brain. I feel like I just wrote that line, don't mm. you? Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of kind of older movies, have you seen the movie with Mel Gibson, um, What Women Want? Yes, I remember that okay, movie. When he's he's like raised by this um, Vegas showgirl, that's his mom. Yeah, and then he's just this playboy, right? right. In the the early two thousands, late nineties, mm-hmm. so dated. Oh it, my it, gosh! It makes it makes me feel old because when that movie, like I I remember when that movie came out. Yes, and it was like a fun movie. Now you're like, I can't believe the issues we were facing in a culture then that they're kind of poking on of like women being equal. And so like, I feel, yeah, women equality is still kind of a thing, 
it was a big thing back then. Oh yeah. Right? Like it was it was big. It was huge. And so this woman comes in to be his boss, which like wouldn't make a movie anymore. Like that wouldn't even be a like yeah. like a major thing anymore. Yeah. And and so anyway, uh he plays uh oh, he, there's a certain type of music he likes that made me think of you. Um and I can't now I can't oh. remember. It's gone. And so he's always playing this music and the girl that comes to be his manager likes that same music. Oh, gotcha. And so in the movie, he like gets electrocuted while trying on all these uh, women products because he has this new boss in the advertising agency and he has to learn how to advertise towards women. Oh, gotcha. And he gets electrocuted uh-huh. and then he can hear what women are thinking. Uh-huh. And they all think he's a pig essentially, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, like they all laugh at his jokes and like, <laughs> it's hilarious. I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. That's what we chose to watch instead of the matrix because you were like brian you should watch the matrix because right. it's out now yeah and so i tried to find it and the like the, we have so many streaming services Except there's, there's so many out there and we don't have hbo max yeah what a random one that we would have and you know. and on that we've had it before because mm. one of my girls logged in under her boyfriend's ex-boyfriend's profile whoa and that's how we watch dune Oh, cool. Dune was a good movie, if you like Dune. Um, it wasn't a good movie if you're not a Dune fan. That's, uh, that's what I realized. But gotcha. anyway, I went back in to watch Dune again, and I just thought we had HBO Max, but I'd, I'd go into HBO <laughs> Max, and it and the, the you know how you choose like a profile? Yeah. His profile name was Get Off My HBO. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to watch Dune again. I'm going to respect yeah. You know, um, cause then I, you know, I find out, I'm like, who did this? Like, what is this? And it's like her boyfriend oh. and I find all of it out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to respect and not, you know, be on his login anymore. My, my gosh. <laughs> and so all that, all that happened. And then you were like, oh, we can watch it together. And I was like, ah, kind of wanted a date night with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you're like a, a consolidary prize or anything, you know, um, I would love to watch the movie. I really wanted to watch it with my wife, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I did the little laugh. I was like, ha yeah, we could watch it together, but this was supposed to be a date night. <laughs> I was looking for something specifically <laughs> for... And so I, I could just tell my wife, like, hey, I'm going over to Joe's to watch this movie for our date night. For our you, date you, night. You stay here. I'll text you the updates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this part's pretty cool. <laughs> Neo just did this. <laughs> It was a it was an okay movie. It like I would say that it's it didn't like totally ruin the franchise like Boondock Saints two did. Mm-hmm. You know, for everybody. I mean, it's not going to live up to anything. I mean, it's just a a new movie that they're like, hey, let's. I mean, it's called Resurrection, and right. and Neo and the other lady who died is 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 in the front picture so you know that they've been resurrected yeah so yeah. like the name of the movie is a spoiler right right and so right. you're like oh so they're going to come back from the dead it, it, interesting more interesting maybe keep that secret <laughs> and then let me be surprised by such a cool and interesting thing and then let me know within right. this cool story how it happened okay i'm already believing that this is the future who knows what you can do by then right Jeez. well and you remember when the matrix came out like there was this whole new way of of filming things like the the matrix now when people dodge like you throw something at somebody and they they dodge it they're like oh i just matrixed that i right? just matrixed you bro yeah and so like it, it created this whole like new way to speak and film yeah. they can't really do i mean they could have tried to like come up with a new way but like that's what made the matrix the matrix and also keanu reeves um coming from like I think I feel before the Matrix, everybody used to make fun of his acting. Yeah, he was like the oh, I'm yeah. excited. There's another guy. I'm, I'm depressed. Like, right? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I will do yeah. that. Yeah, Mister Whoever. <laughs> okay. And so on that note, there's a movie where Owen Wilson's like the hero of the movie. He's not like the comedic stoner guy. Okay. Um. Oh, like behind enemy lines or something. He's like this um, navigator for a fighter pilot they get shot down somewhere mm-hmm. near russia I, mm-hmm. so we watched what women want and then we watched that movie it was a it was a back-to-back double feature date night whoa and that was the second movie we watched it's really weird to see owen wilson as like the tom cruise-esque because it looked like it very clearly he's like wearing makeup the entire movie because yeah. they're trying to like make him the next tom cruise or something right and yeah they, 
they don't realize that Tom Cruise is still Tom Cruise and nobody's replacing him right now. No one will ever replace him. <laughs> right. But they're trying to. And it, it when you've watched... So that it, it reminds me because like we're talking about Keanu Reeves being like, whoa. And then he becomes like this... It, it worked in The Matrix. It did, yeah. did not work for Owen Wilson. Nah, he never really had that, you know. I feel like... I don't know if Keanu Reeves is doing it on purpose, but his marketing between movies is also super good. Like just films of him shooting guns yeah. and then doing summer, like doing the real training. Yeah. He looks awesome doing that. Like I want to see whatever movie he's about to do. If he knows how to do that in real life, like, whoa, that's cool. But also like his, like he just lives like a normal person life. Like that's very well known by everybody. He rides the the subway all the time. He helps old ladies cross the street. That's true. And did he, you hear about his pictures? Where um, where anytime there's a girl in his picture, did you hear about this? Uh-uh. He um, well, if you look, so someone caught this. They were like, oh my gosh, I just looked through. I did a bunch of research. I looked through every picture I could find of Keanu Reeves posing with women through like you can look all the way back from when he was a kid or teenager whenever he got famous and so like you know you'd have girls and usually you'd put your arms around them on their shoulders maybe put them on their back or whatever like that but every single picture you can see his hands so it shows every single time he is not touching them he's just he's being basically being respectful right he's letting he's being touched they're hugging him he's not hugging them back right and And so so he's just like this stand-up non-hair smelling he's who we all wish awesome dude we wish we had like half of the stuff that he does like he probably knows kung fu and also he got in a motorcycle wreck which means he rides motorcycle places yeah right yeah it just uh, uh, uh yeah he feels like he could be your neighbor and he also probably loves p- puppies oh yeah right? absolutely does because the john wick series is literally based on how much he loves puppies see look at that yeah oh we need more Keanu. We, we need, need more, more Keanu. Be be more Keanu. So the the um <laughs> this podcast, last best conversation, is the Keanu Reeves of podcast. It absolutely is. Prepare to be matrixed in in your mind. Mm. Whatever. But you ain't you ain't dodging none of these humorous bullets. Mm-mm. Okay, I have a cold story. Well, okay. Um, a few years. Well, okay. Actually, I know this. Nine years ago, I really started getting into ice fishing. It doesn't feel like that long. My wife said it feels like longer. I know it's nine years ago because um, she caught, nine years ago yesterday, she caught this um, big uh, yellow perch. And we have it mounted. It's the only fish I've ever had, like, mounted, like taxidermied so that we could keep it. And, and so it's, it's in my garage. It's not even hung up right now. So I started getting into ice fishing. I have three quick stories that all kind of tie into how cold things get. The first time that got me into ice fishing is my buddy and I were given a hand, it's called a hand auger to drill through the ice. And so, you know, maybe we have people that don't know much about ice fishing. Lakes freeze over. Once it, for me, once it gets to four inches thick of ice, Uh then I can go out there. There's people that do it on two that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. And so four inches of ice. And so then you drill a hole through the ice and try to catch fish through it. Yeah. Many people do not find this entertaining or fun or, or, at all. Okay. So you want me to go sit on a block of ice and try to catch fish. Like, yeah. So my buddy and I went to this lake near Haver called Fresno Lake. And uh, we we hand augered through it. And it was like 12 inches of ice. Whoa. Which is quite a bit to hand drill through. Yeah. And so we didn't want to move at all. You're supposed to kind of move around and find the fish. Uh-huh. We didn't, but we were given this hand auger and a shack. Oh. And so we were sitting in the shack. It was warm. We didn't catch a single fish. We sat out there for 11 hours. Jeez. But we, we were like in shorts because we had a heater in this, this ice shack. And so I'm like, I kind of want to ice fish now because you end up just during the winter here in Montana, you just get stuck in the house, yeah, right? And, and so I'm like, I love an activity to like get me out. And so we started getting into ice fishing. Um, second quick story is now a couple years later, I, I have my own ice shack. I gave that little one to, to my buddy and I bought my own. And I have a, a different buddy. He's like, hey, we should camp on the ice. Mm. And so my ice shack's pretty big. We, we fit two cots inside of it on the ice. Uh-huh. And... We put the heater in there, and we, like, slept on the ice. Whoa. Uh, pretty crazy. 
and yeah. probably the only time in my life I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, just because there's so many logistics that, that when the heater's in there for that long, it makes like its own little like pool. Um, so you definitely have to have thick enough ice and we were on like 13 inches or something. So it was plenty thick, but it, it probably lost right in front of the heater where it, the heater was hitting the ice the best probably lost like three inches of ice on the top there. Uh-huh. And so you get out of the cot and you don't want to have like socks on because it, the floor is wet uh-huh. and you kind of like slide down cause it's all slippery and it's wet and it's, it's anyway, we did, we did that one time. And then the last story is probably that same year, maybe the next year, right around that same time, another buddy. So now we're on the third buddy. He has a four wheeler. And so we go to this lake um, that's really hard to find fish, but they have big fish there. And he has an older four-wheeler. And it's fun because then you can move around and you can, you can really get places and try to find fish. So we were doing that. But we, it was so cold, uh, negative 16 or something, 20, yeah. that um, we had to leave the four-wheeler running. Because if it turned off, mm. it, 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 I don't even know what you... It, it just got so cold that it... The, the engine instantly cooled off. Right. So we just had to like leave it running the whole time. Well, it like ran out of gas or something and, and turned off. Uh-huh. And we were like, we don't know how we're going to get like the two, three miles back with all of our gear. Cause we were pulling a sled behind the four wheeler and like try to get the four wheeler back. That's not running. We had gas. And so we put gas in it. And then, so what we had to do was put my ice house over the four wheeler uh-huh. and turn the heater on. And we just, while sitting on the four-wheeler, we just, like, fished and warmed up the four-wheeler that way. Like, that's how cold things get in Montana is, like, I don't know. If you're listening, you know, we have listeners in Australia, Germany. Germany gets cold. Um, You know, the the southern part of the United States. If you haven't experienced wind chills dropping down to, you know, negative 35, 40 you, you just, it's, it's different because, because it's been cold here mm-hmm. and then it'll get up to like one degree uh-huh. and you're like, oh my goodness, it's warm. Yeah. Walking around in t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, you're like, nice. Go warm up the vehicle with your t-shirt on. Yep. And it's, it's, uh, and I remember living down South, you'd go like cool off the car. You remember that? Like you'd start your car uh-huh. to get the air conditioning going. Uh-huh. Um, it's the total opposite up here. You, you warm up the car and actually when it gets in the, the negatives, you really shouldn't not warm up your car. Um, it's, it's highly recommended by mechanics and, and you know, the, the motor heads that like you let your car warm up for about 10 minutes. Wow. Cause it's so cold. So anyway, that's all my cold stories. I wanted to get all those out. We can go into more depth of, you know, ice fishing and stuff like that. I've got great ice fishing stories, but I just uh-huh. wanted to share some of those to like really bring some of our non Montana listeners into Montana it's tough though, you know that. Uh, remember that cold smoke we learned about? Oh yeah, the pa- the pow the, the, pow the pow pow um, the powder that we have. Like I lived down in Branson, Missouri, for about a year, mm-hmm. and um, the the winter. So obviously, when I went down there, it was a uh, summertime. Not obviously that I went down there during the summertime. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> when I when I went down there during that time, I was then people knew that I was from Montana. I was like, oh, you poor, simple folk don't know about um, the coldness of Montana. Let me tell you, I am the mountain man. You know what I mean? Right. I actually used to introduce my, hello, my name is Joe Ryan. I'm from Montana. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And people love that. Oh, they they, they love it. But what I then experienced was a cold that I have not experienced ever. I was like, whoa, this is, so what happens is, is what we have up here is a real dry we have, mm-hmm. we have a real mm-hmm. dry climate, so that makes our our snow nice and fluffy and fun and be, even like we can get three feet of it, and that's fun and beautiful outside. If they get like down in Missouri, we had we did have snow that year, and it was they had what was called an ice storm, and I was like, say what now? What's a <laughs> what's an ice storm, y'all? And apparently, it's sleet. It's like uh, it snows, but it's still wet. Mm-hmm. And that wetness then um, 
gets on power lines and just stays there and accumulates and then snaps them. Just, yep. just yep. snaps them all day long. Yep. And the whole city goes, uh-oh, and they're done do being a city for a while right. until they can have power again. And then I was, I remember I was driving this, uh, this Ford Focus V6 uh, all-wheel drive. Beautiful car, by the way. Um, I was driving behind a Branson, Missouri, a cop. No, it was up in Springfield, actually, a bigger city just up north. And um, I'm, I'm driving behind him. And we're not driving fast. We're on, it's probably like a 65 mile an hour. Like we're on a highway type of situation. And I'm like falling, giving him good distance. But I see it's a cop. And I'm like, well, I'll just pace with him because he knows how fast to go. And we're not going that. We're probably going 35. Like we are going very slow on this highway. Then all of a sudden I see him not do anything, but then like start to fishtail a little bit. And then he goes down into the ditch. And I was like, what? Uh oh, <laughs> I I thought cops were would know how to drive out here. Right? Nope, he's in the ditch, and someone was down there already helping him. So I was just like, but I was like, oh, my pucker factor that was at five, just went to ten. Yeah, yeah. So there's a wet, there's like a wet coldness down there that's so weird, and that wet coldness takes whatever you're wearing and makes it like you're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm gonna get my coldness into where the marrow is. The marrow of your bones is going to feel cold and you're going to come inside from the cold and you are not going to warm up for a while. So I feel like in Montana, like I get my skin gets cold. I am cold. Yeah. But I, internally, I stay warm if I'm not, you know, if I wear the right stuff. Right. Out there. Ugh. So so I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of a, a kind of a similar story. Um, I was stationed in Fort Stewart, Georgia. Yeah, you've been down there. Oh, yeah. Right? And so we would do field exercises where uh, when you're in the military, if you're not deployed, you pretend you are. And so you'd leave for like a month. You go camping. And, and pretty much go camping. Yep. So when you do that, they had, uh, for one of the field exercises, I was in our headquarters unit and I had to be the like lead. Mm-hmm. So you go and find the spot that everyone's going to camp uh-huh. and you're there by yourself for a day. And so, um, and, and it wasn't called the lead. It was like advanced party or, mm-hmm. or something like that. There was just two of us yeah. and we drove uh, one one three, um, which is like uh, just an armored personnel tracked vehicle i know how to drive a 113 just so you know i can't even pick i'm gonna look it up i can't even picture this yeah yeah um, look it up it can hold like 10 or 12 people it has a little uh hole out of the top that you can like shoot a machine gun off of and so like you can almost picture a tank without the the turret is kind of what it looks like and so i was in this 113 with it with one other guy and that's it right there. Yeah. And so that's right where that machine gun's at is where you can pop out the top there. And so I was a 113 driver for our headquarters and that meant I was the advanced party. So I drove, you know, they, they showed me on the map where I needed to go, went out there, found a spot that we could all camp. That night it got down to 20 degrees oh my in Fort Stewart, Georgia, which is 45 minutes to an hour off the coast, um, down South southeast like you can picture georgia right like like we're, we're close to the beach yeah it got below freezing Ugh. and it rained oh and so that type of cold you're talking about you are not lying yeah we had like the the military grade um and you can take that word however you want to the military grade sleeping bags and the the 113 it's heater inside of it just pretty much like took the diesel a little bit of the diesel fuel from its main tank and like used that for fuel for the heater and so it smelled horrible and Uh. they were known to always be breaking okay and so our heater of course broke Ah. at about midnight perfect and so i wake up in the morning having not really slept that well Mm -hmm. super cold and i look out the 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 hatch above the driver's area and you, you have like periscopes that you can kind of see out of. Right. Okay. Um, and, and all I can see is ice in every one of the periscopes. There's like eight of them up, up front there. Uh-huh. All I could see was ice. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh-uh. And I can't remember the guy's name that was with me, 
but I was like, hey, dude, like, <laughs> like there's ice. And I hadn't seen ice since I lived in Montana. I was just like, oh my goodness, there's, there's ice out here. It's so cold. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's freezing. And he's like shaking and like, oh, I started getting a little concerned about his well-being because he was shaking like in a scary amount. Yeah. And it's uh, almost so, convulsing. Right. So we made coffee and then, you know, a few hours later, everybody kind of showed up and then you warm up then. Uh-huh. Um, I remember also on that field, that same field exercise, it had rained so much that nobody could actually like lay down to sleep because there was so much water Yeah, Ugh. that you just found these little teeny mounds that were high enough that usually at like a base of a tree uh-huh. and you could sit and lean against the tree. And so there was like four or five people at every base of a tree <laughs> trying to sleep sitting up. Uh-huh. It was horrible, horrible. But they do that kind of stuff to get you prepared because if you're actually deployed, there's no escaping it. Right. We could have just gone home and that's what everybody like. Why don't we just go home and do this exercise later? They're like, well, no, you need this training to like the very least you're learning to like endure and so you just endure, and everything's wet, and there's no ugh, dryer. Ugh. But that cold gets into the marrow, mm. the marrow of the bone, Joe. That yeah. phrase right there is exactly right. It's yeah. so cold down there. And it's surprising. I mean, do, do, were you struck? Because, I mean, you came from Montana, the place known for being cold. Right. And then you felt that cold, and you're like, wait. <laughs> and so I don't want to be contradictory to what I'm saying, but... It, it, it based on the environment you're in, right? Yeah. And so one degree in Montana is great. It's, yeah. it's just fantastic. But 20 in Georgia is horrid. So true. But I'm not sure, well, like, which one would I rather? Because, you know, you've been here when it got down to the, with the wind chill factor. Mm-hmm. It can get down to 60 below. Like, this right. this city took the world record a couple years, a few years ago, one day. We were colder than Antarctica. Right. I remember we were throwing hot cups of water out out our doorway and watching it freeze instant freeze instant yeah. free before it hit the ground like right. that's some pretty cold stuff but i mean it, that. but again in that in that scenario our 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 whole infrastructure is set up to deal with that uh, we're still going to work that day right yeah. like the schools are still maybe that one day where we hit the world record low and if we weren't expecting it maybe right like then maybe school would be canceled that one day yeah but like <laughs> as long as my kids have been going to school which is 18 plus years now i yeah. bet school for weather has been closed twice yeah it's been shut down more for covid you know mm-hmm. like like it, it it just weather doesn't shut things down and so there's just like this yeah it depends on your environment mm-hmm I would rather, yeah, I think I would rather somehow living in Montana with it only dropping below freezing like once a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. And so it is, it, it's two different things. You know, I don't think it's fair to compare. No. It's like apples and oranges, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, yes, negative, when I lived up in Glasgow, it was negative 40 for three weeks in a row, negative 30 for three weeks in a row. Yeah. It's miserable. It's just miserable. You're mm-hmm. called nothing. Everything wants to break. Yep. Um, because it's it's not made for that. Yeah. And uh, and driving to work is miserable, and, and walking in between your car and the building is horrible. Kind of hurts to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and like like doors, main weather doors get like frost on the inside of them. Yeah. It's yeah, and so it's just bad. It's just bad. But it, yeah, I'd much rather have that than every time it did get below freezing, even if it's once or twice a decade, you had no power for a week. Yeah. Right? Because the power lines are, I don't know if they're different or something, that, but it is a different type of cold that destroys power lines. Yes. Ugh. Oh, do you remember? Um, so, like, I, did, I only got one snow day when I was a kid growing up here um, mm-hmm. that I can remember mm-hmm. and it was t- awful and I had that same experience when we were selling cars and it like snowed like crazy and you could all you couldn't almost get to work and maybe a couple salesmen maybe they couldn't get to work and they had to call in and you're like okay we're not selling any cars today right guys and then the boss is like okay go ahead and sweep every single car and turn every single car on because I know they're not going to start so you're going to start them yeah, like right, right now in yep. this cold in yep. the morning. Yep. So good thing you got your um, dress shoes and slacks on. Have fun. <laughs> and 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 like um, 
the word you're looking for is snow pro. Mm. Remember the snow pro? The snow pro. That's what we use to, so I now use like one of those wide brooms mm -hmm. to brush my vehicles off. Yeah. But that was like this foamy windshield wiper yeah. on a stick. I can't even picture it. Gosh, it's gone from my memory. But oh, I remember yeah. it working. Yeah, it works really well. And so you snow proed all the vehicles. And here's yep. the worst part is when you go to, so when they deliver vehicles, new vehicles to a dealership, uh -huh. they have like three gallons of gas. Right. So when we go through cold stints where we have to let them run for like half an hour, hour sometimes, mm -hmm. especially by the time like you start the first one, by the time you get every vehicle started, you're now going back to the beginning to turn off vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. um, it might be an hour it has to run. And, and some of them, like they don't have enough gas. Yeah. And so on top of snow proing, on top of starting everything, you also then had to go to the gas station uh -huh. and... They, why were they so picky about how much gas you put in everything? I don't know. Because we topped off every vehicle. Yeah. New vehicle that we would sell, we topped it off. Like yep. everybody got a full tank of gas when they left the dealership. Mm -hmm. no, actually, new or used, it didn't matter. That was kind of like how you perked them up a little bit after selling them everything, right? You're like, oh, and we gave you a full tank of gas. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank me for that. Yeah. And so, like, it's like, why did we only, we're only allowed to put five gallons or whatever, you know, 10 bucks in each vehicle. And so you're like, well, okay, it's going to be a long winter because this vehicle, I know I'm going to bring to the gas station three different times. Yep. Or I could just do it once. Yeah, they're weird about that. Uh, so weird. So weird. We should start a, a car dealership. And, we should. And then never start the cars. <laughs> just leave them. <laughs> You know, I I was I actually talked to a guy down to, uh, down in Missouri, I think it was, uh -huh. and he did something that I thought was just the most genius thing ever. Uh -huh. He just like bought he just bought like ten car. He would go to the auctions, buy ten ish cars. You know, maybe not all at once, but would have about ten cars, and then would just go like have them around town with a for sale sign on them, and just wait for them to sell. And he lived a pretty darn good life doing so. Yep. And I was like, what? Why did I do that? Yep. And, and like, we, what's the legal thing? Like, when do you become a dealership? You know what I mean? <coughs> or just are guys selling and buying and selling a bunch of cars? I don't know what the legal thing is. I do know that there was one guy that got caught doing that. I can't what? remember. I can't remember who it was. So, like, he, he was kind of acting like a dealer, or just like buying something like a ton so of So, he was a car salesman. And he had like four or five cars always that he was selling on the side. Yeah. What's, like that competition, oh, right? Okay. And so like he would, people would come on the lot and be like, I'm looking for this. And he'd go, why don't you call me I at eight o'clock tonight? I got one for you. Yeah. Okay. And so he would, and so he got caught doing that. And I can't remember. Oh, I can picture his face. I cannot remember his name though. He, he had been in prison. Hmm. That's, that's the best way I can say. Was he one of the managers or just a salesman? No, he was just a salesperson. Okay. And, and he had, like, this was his first job after being in prison. Gosh, I don't remember this. And I, and, and I can't remember his name. I can picture his face, though. Hmm. Well, doesn't his, his name is better that we probably don't say his name anyway. Yeah. What if he's, like, gone back to prison for, like, murder or something like that and then got out so, and then heard the podcast and he was like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to go murder I'm going to go guys. murder these guys now. Yeah. <laughs> because he did give off those vibes. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Like, if he wasn't going to murder, he would definitely physically abuse you. Gotcha. So if there are, are there any murderers or physical abusers out there wondering if they should do that to us, the answer is no. Just don't do that. Nope. We don't want that. I'm not down. Nope. The things that are trying to tell you to do that, those things are wrong. Just don't believe them. Yeah. Be, don't listen to that voice in your head. Watch maybe some My Little Pony. It's like a wholesome show for, for guys and gals. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you bring that up because after the podcast, the last one we recorded, you talked about how much you... I'm intrigued. You're intrigued by bronies. By the brony culture, yes. It yeah. intrigues me because they, it's like a group of men who are passionate about something that is not like a tough guy thing. You know, like, or a cool guy thing. Like, like it's cool to tell your friends... I really like guns, you know, right. I, I really like venomous snakes. I really like tanks, you know, but like how, how secure in your masculinity do you have to be 
to be like, I really like little pink and purple and basically any pastel colored ponies in the animated form. And I like the stories to revolve around the power of friendship. I just, I just want to be in a group of people that are like that. I, I just experience it. I feel like I should have gone into sociology because I just really am intrigued by what I call subcultures. And I, I just need to know more. I, I have this curiosity. So, I, so I, I think I've shared before, but I, like, I found out about Bronies because in Guatemala mm. at a secondhand store in Guatemala, I bought a My Little Pony t-shirt. Yeah, it's fit you. Because along those same lines, like I like to, in my masculinity, somehow yeah. have a feminine thing. Or this is how secure I am. Right, like sort in, of like I, you know some kind of weird thing. And so I'm, I'm like, like I can I can wear this uh, rainbow bright. What uh, I can rock this. What is the rainbow colored? My Little Pony? Uh, so I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I used to know all the names because I watched them with my girls. I totally I totally watched almost every episode with the kids, but I don't remember the names. Yeah. If it comes to me, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I bought that, and then I, I get into the, the, the church van, and there's all these, you know, teenage girls and guys in there that are like, yeah. so are you a brony now? And I'm like, what's a brony? <laughs> uh-huh. And so the way that they they introduced me to this was mainly that like there was a um, perverted undertone, mm-hmm. right? Um, but when you when you look up the the Wikipedia d- definition of brony, a man who is a fan of My Little Pony television program and range of toys. <laughs> okay. Um, but then uh, you scroll down a little bit, and this this picture right here, yeah, bro, stands out to me. Mm-hmm. When you're saying, I want to like get into this subculture, yeah, that's the guy you're talking to. Yep. And so I'm looking at- How uh, free does he look? <laughs> does he look free? <laughs> he would not stop doing something Un- unfortunately, because a group of high like, schoolers I want to <laughs> tell people right now that I'll, I'll share this picture, but I, nah. the reason we're recording earlier is because like I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Florida when yep. this comes out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm probably not going to be as good on social media- for our podcast page. And so I, I definitely can't get this up there and not in the purpose of like making fun of this guy or anything, but just to show you what we're talking about. So you have a visual. He kind of looks like a, an he, he's slightly overweight. He, it might be his own hair or a wig that's rainbow colored. Kind of like six, nine, the rapper. Okay. Yeah. And then there's, there's pony ears coming out the top. He is wearing pony ears. Yeah. Like he, a little, probably he's got, a, yeah, he's got pony ears, rainbow colored hair, and a, a scruffy neck beard. Yep, but he looks just kind of happy. There's no other like indication of weirdness. He's just look at this guy, you know, just a headshot. Okay, look at this guy here. He's got Star Wars and My Little Pony uh, on his couch. Just yeah, looks like one of those guys that's into that stuff. No other. Okay, okay. Convent- explain explain this picture to me. Convention time. Some people, some guys may also be into then dressing like a lady, <laughs> the lady version, <laughs> and right. wear, wearing a skirt. Oh, you know what? There was a crossover episode. Not a crossover episode. There was an episode where they all got turned into humans. So maybe okay. he's dressing up like a human version. Like and, the human version. And to do that, he would be wearing a dress. Yeah, like so he, yeah, he has a skirt on and... Very colorful, colorful <laughs> Stockings. Yeah, so like you wouldn't you wouldn't dress like this, do your thing, and then go straight to your Hell's Angels meeting. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And meet, or maybe you would. I don't. I have never been to a Hell's Angels meeting. So, so here's <laughs> here's here's an interesting thing: is high school me? Yep. Definitely wants to make fun of this guy. I'd be all over making fun of that guy. Right? High school me. Yep. O- older, almost forty. I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming up to forty now. Like I kind of want to, sympathy is the wrong word because then it makes it makes me feel like, but I I want to be empathetic, I I want to emphasize that like. He's doing what makes him happy. I, I call it having like a healthy curiosity, not a curiosity out of like a, any negative thing. Like I'm trying to make fun of this person, right? Like I have a curiosity. Like I'm curious. Like, e- even in my own little way, like, mm-hmm. I want to know what it is that, that makes this person tick, that makes them just so free to do what they want to do in the face of 
people that like like high school me, like high, high school, school us, high school us, and there are forty year old high school us's. You know, what oh I mean? absolutely, there's that are especially still like, like Montana bars. I would love to just like, like crowd around this person and be like, hey guys, check this guy out, check out this this guy. In you know what skirt. I mean? And the guy's and so just like, like, I just like dressing all funny like this, and it, I'm not hurting nobody. And so know? I'm wondering, I'm wondering like what about the show is. It's it's like, like what attracts it to a thirty plus year old so, male? Yeah, it's weird. Um, right? There's I I feel like they're so intentional in the writing. You know, the creator of it. Uh-huh. it they do things where they I said uh huh way off the mic. That's okay. So he said uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what they're doing is, I think they're they're really trying to address. Um, uh, topics that are just, I don't know, they hit home for everyone in a universal way. Um, they go out of their way to make sure that the animation is super, super pleasing. Like it's a really, they go, they do a good a- job with aesthetically, it. Aesthetically, it definitely is. Um, oh, and the songs. So they go out of their way to do like super, super pleasing, good, uh, everyone kind of likes some pop songs. Yeah. And they go out, and so they like that so much, like the fandom, if you will, when they have these conventions. They'll make their own My Little Pony-esque songs because they have their, like it's a pop song. It's got a good beat. It's going to have all this great and flashy singing, but it's also always going to be about friendship or something positive, you know? And I feel like there's a ton of people out there that are just looking for a, a space in this world where they can go just like something and be happy without uh oh, you you got trapped into this this thing that someone else is gonna. Uh, we were just trying to sell you something or put you into this cult, and you now you got to worship this leader guy, and you know what I mean. Like we're all we're all just looking for that. I don't want to call it a safe space, but <laughs> we all just want to like what we like and have a good time for a little bit, and, 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 and maybe, not have it hurt and, nobody. And so along those lines, maybe part of liking it is to like something that you're not supposed, to, like you haven't been sold to like, right? So when I think of like in my my hunting persona right the, yeah. the hunting part of me many of the things i own is because i've you know followed someone that you know wears those boots or that camo or shoots that bow yeah or or even going from a compound bow to traditional there was a guy i followed that was shooting a traditional bow and i'm like i kind of want to try this right yeah. and so essentially i was i was told to like those things, yeah, right? and you, then and then I did, and, but nobody's telling a thirty-year-old man go like My Little Pony, right? And so there, no, there's like a sense of it very of like the opposite, right? And so I'm gonna like this because because nobody's convincing me to like it. You're not gonna tell me what to like, right? Because so so in a way, that person who's kind of dressing up in a like kind of anti-masculine way, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In a way. They're from a certain perspective, the most masculine at the table because mm-hmm. they're the ones saying, mm, "I I like what I like, regardless of what the masses are telling me I should like." Because I was looking at, um, for example, the knife Montana Knife Company, their Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was looking at one of the guys, um, you know, one of their pictures, and it's just some guy walking around looking tough mm-hmm. in the forest with a knife and a bow in camo and a beard mm-hmm. and a kind of dirty looking face, mm-hmm. you know, in the snow, yeah, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what everyone thinks every Montanan looks like. And for a large part, that's what every Montanan wishes they looked like to all of their outest or to anybody. And, and so I've literally had conversations with this company to tell them like your marketing is amazing. I want, I see myself in that person. Right. Right. Like, I want to look like the person that buys your knife. Cause like I've told them that. Right. Like I, I have succumbed to your advertising and amazingness mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'm willingly right. like succumbing to this. Like I'm telling you that right now. But to their credit, it's not like they made it up. They just noticed, like, well, right. Mont- this is this is so Montanan culture. I mean, yep. like, if it, just uh, the politicians, like, even if you're out of stater, never been hunting before, the pictures you get taken to get to go into politics here are going to be with a gun in flannel. Mm-hmm. Like, there is an mm-hmm. aesthetic here mm-hmm. that we all kind of wanna. Some a lot of us want to live up to because it's 
because it's cool. And, and, and by cool, I mean, so this person um, that, we're, that you want to be like, he's in the woods, possibly by himself. He's, so that means he's strong. He has knowledge. Self-sufficient. He's self-sufficient. He's um, dangerous. Um, but he's also, he's solitude. You know, he's by himself. He, he's a man of the woods. He's, in the, he's one with nature, maybe. But right. he can harvest from nature. And he can make it his own. Like, they're giving you all these marketing things. And, yeah, we all want to, of course, we all want to be that um, totally scary yet poetic mountain man. You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, we all we all want to be like that. But uh, well, maybe we don't. Maybe there's a ton of people that are like, yeah, I don't like walking around like that. I don't like hunting. I don't like guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still a man. I still live in Montana. And if I met that hunter at an arm wrestling competition, I might break his arm off. Right. So, well, where are we now? Because, well, we're both men, but, but, well, what's the metric now? And who's who made that metric for us? Oh, oh my gosh! And and in our culture, this is like completely changing over the last decade. Just like you right? said, that movie from the '90s. Yeah, man. Like to to try and watch it with your kids today, they'd be like, "Oh no, this should be canceled." Right. <laughs> right. Or or um, blazing saddles. Oh, or, or um, the y- news back in the old days. Remember when someone was suspected of being gay, and oh, they and they right, played a professional right. sport. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And now it's like, who cares? No, this person cross-dresses. And I was going to say, e- even fine. like four years ago, it would have been a big deal if there was like a gay NFL player. And mm-hmm. I think it, there actually was one that like... He kind of came out or at the draft or he was like the first and it was like a big deal. And now it's like, I don't know who's gay. Like, like I've it, all, And uh, I don't want to go on a whole side tangent because I like this talk about like what makes a man, but I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Nah, man. Like, like it, in high school, it used to be a thing. Like everybody shared like when you lost your V card and and how many partners you had and and what you did. And and so now to think as a a 40 something year old, like I don't care what you do in your bedroom at at all. Like you do, you do you. And if it makes you happy at the end of the day and there's consent involved, like, like let's all like do that. Yeah. Cause I don't want to even talk about that with you when I meet you. I want to talk about what kind of guns you have and what (laughs) kind of my little pony figurines you keep. Right. Right. And so, so yeah, to get back to the masculinity thing, I think, well, you and I had an off air talk about, um, gentlemen and we've, we've talked about gentlemen before Mm -hmm. episode eight or something, right? I didn't look back, but it was, it was young in the podcast. And and I kind of wanted to bring it back up again because I I had seen a post. That's what brought up the conversation with us is like, I had seen this post that everybody says like alpha male is, it's about like looking tough and it's about, you know, yelling and, yeah. and being the, the loudest and the strongest looking guy. But really these like Navy SEALs, which would, would be the epitome of an alpha male, right? Yeah. yeah. In many ways. In many ways. And of course you're going to find your, you know, one to 5% that is complete opposite, but 95% of them aren't getting in bar fights. No, they apologize and help old ladies across the street. They very are, Keanu. are nice. Yeah, they're Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. They're very nice to people. They're welcoming. They 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 shovel people's sidewalks. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. not alpha male being like, I take care of my own. And so I just feel I'm I'm excited to see where the the male figure goes in the future when we don't have to have this this persona about us that's like i can beat everybody up you know you can beat people up but you don't always have to project that right oftentimes when you see the guy that's projecting that he can beat everyone up it's because he's so scared to ever get in a fight yeah he's <laughs> and he's very, trying to like avoid that it's very weak in some ways right or just has some unresolved anger yeah <laughs> and 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 so uh one other thing is uh, we we had talked about on the the not not the last podcast, but the last podcast you and I were on um, about uh, upcoming things. Mm-hmm. And this podcast was supposed to be um, Preston with BJJ. Oh, okay. But we're now going to record that and it'll be the next podcast. It's going to be recorded 
the 17th. On the 15th. 15th, sorry, 15th. That's okay. And so it'll come out, you that, know, the, the next, next time. Tuesday. It's going to be the next podcast um, after this one. Cool. And I'm, I'm only thinking of that because I would... <sighs> I've, I've threatened the idea in my head to, to do a few classes at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Hmm. And um, I think that's in a, like, there's so much confidence. We'll probably talk about it in the next podcast, so I don't want to overdo it. But, but there's, a, there's a portion of getting to know that about yourself mm-hmm. and, and doing that form of exercise um, and, and really being able to defend yourself. But mm-hmm. then a lot of the martial arts, like they teach you, like, don't use this. Use your words. Use, use your words. Stay out of a fight. Mm-hmm. Or like um, Presti even said, he said, use your space. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because if you are going to get in a fight, you want that space, and yeah, <laughs> you know, so you want to you want to see them coming at you, but create space to you know use your words first, right, yeah. right. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that podcast. The next one coming up, we we are actually going to have um, Preston and John on. Yeah, coolness. So we'll be able to talk about uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. We're going to be talking about their Jedi fixation. They, oh they, yeah, because we haven't gotten into that at all. They they build from scratch uh, those. Jedi swords. Lightsaber. A lightsaber. Thank you. Because yep. all the Star Wars people are going to scream at me. I was going to say, I don't know sword. if they're building them from scratch. I just think that, oh, they are? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that. They like, they're like, they're like uh, what do you call that? They're soldering circuit boards mm. and making, yeah, it's really cool, man. And you can, I, I know on both of their Instagrams, you can see like John uh, Harris, who we've had on the podcast twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see on his Instagram like every new year him and his daughter go out and like light their lightsabers in the cold. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Like at midnight it's dark outside. And this year they had a problem. They had to, they tried to do it, but it was so cold. The lightsabers wouldn't light his ended up lighting his daughters didn't. So they had to do it the next day. And, uh, it looked so cool. Cool. And it's kind of along the lines. I don't want to, I don't want to sound mean at, at all. It's kind of along the lines of like the brony kind of thing though. Mm, when you're, when you're yeah. into swinging around lightsabers, mm-hmm. it's not a real sword. You're not, fence, oh. you're not fencing. Oh yeah. You're not going to hurt anybody with this lightsaber, mm-hmm. but there's a sense of confidence that comes from someone like John showing everybody what he's, what he's doing. And, yeah. and, and when you watch at first, you're kind of like, this is silly. Uh-huh. But then you're like, wait a minute, the skill that goes into this mm-hmm. is yep. there's a lot of skill because if you take this several hundred dollar lightsaber and it hits the ground oh, as yeah. fast as you're moving things, like it's probably going to break. Yeah. And, and so he's doing some pretty cool things. You should check him out on Instagram. Yeah, uh, sure. John, John Harris. I wonder if I don't follow him. I, so if I don't follow you yet, I'm trying to follow everybody. I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm. Well, t- my Instagram push uh, the, for the last. Oh yeah, you you wanted to talk about that. Let's days. let's uh, close out this podcast with that. Cool. Um, so I'll give you guys an update. Um, I probably explained it before, just in maybe just in passing, but I decided that um, I want to get into original music and sharing that and creating it. And I'm a cover musician right now, even though you know I have a few albums out and a couple playing on a couple songs playing on the local radio i feel more like a cover musician Mm -hmm. so um the thing that's been holding me back is the recording of my audio like i i wanted to take control of it because to i can't afford to have um in you know like a studio engineer recording engineer record me and go into a studio like i just don't have the funds Mm -hmm. to invest in that and so and when i did do stuff like that i always felt like i could never get the sound that i wanted you know, I would always have to make concessions and and compromise because I didn't know what I was doing. And mm-hmm. I was working with someone that did. And so now that I know what I'm doing a little bit, I think, I, I decided, well, let's push myself. Let's try to share something on my Instagram, which has been a useless dead fish in the water um, ever since I've started it. But I thought, well, I see everyone else using it. Um, famous people, not so famous people, and it's free. So mm-hmm. let's just try to create some activity by uploading a cover song a day. And yep. most of these cover songs are ones that I do all the time, except for maybe one or two that I just, I happen to like that day or the day before. And I was like, ugh, I'm doing this one. And that a couple songs I did learn um, in just a day or two and then uploaded them. So mm-hmm. I can't do that with many songs. They have to be way in my wheelhouse. <coughs> Anyways, 
So I'm on day 18 today, so I'll have to upload something. And how it's been going is, um, well, so I started out with like 430-something um, followers. Mm-hmm. Now I have way over 440 <laughs> followers, right. which is like 10 more. Yeah. Um, not much. Like the only thing that's been going on is my... Um, comfort with my equipment like i'm getting better at the camera i know where my settings are i'm getting kind of better at getting nicer shots i'm getting better at workflow setting up a camera but then also setting up uh, my recording interface stuff for just the audio practicing getting both of those files together um syncing them up and then editing them and all the editing i'm doing i'm i'm doing what i consider to be the most bare bones i can possibly get away with so that I can be, feel comfortable enough to um, share this with people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, so one one thing I want to give you a little bit of encouragement on is I I did a very similar thing, but it was more along the lines of hunting and shooting my bow. Yeah, and then I've taken like a week off now where I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting traction from the stuff I did a month ago. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of upset that I've taken like this week of break because it's tough to um, set up cameras, to then edit, to then put it together. It, it takes a lot of energy. And so I, I just kind of took a break. But what I noticed is that the, the energy of that continues to build. And so there was one video I did that was kind of like a, a trending thing where you did like this lip sync. And I'm doing a pull-up and it says like, um, what do we do with our feelings? Oh, You hide them in your muscles. Uh-huh. And... How do you hide your feelings better, get bigger muscles? It's kind of like a joke, right? It's, right, right. it's this funny thing. And so I did this lip sync thing. Well, when I first put it out, the, the first day or two, it just got a couple thousand views. And now, so we'll say maybe 1,200, 1,500, somewhere in there. And now it's over 4,000. And, and I noticed like almost every day I get a like on that video. And I'm like, man, if I had more stuff for them to continue to look at, mm-hmm. I see. It, you know, it would it would be better. And so I, I just want to encourage you to say, yeah, maybe it's only 10 followers now, but if you if you keep going, mm-hmm. that momentum continues to build off itself because you have all these videos and you don't know there's there's jokes actually when you watch reels. They're like, yeah, that reel I made 6 months ago just finally blew up, who knew. You know, and and so Instagram decides when they're going to present these videos to people. Mm-hmm. Um I know the algorithm is going to change again, but, but as of right now, Instagram decides the order of everything mm-hmm. and you'll be able to choose here in a couple of weeks to then see, uh, in order. So like you'll be able to kind of choose the order a little bit better, but as of right now, it's just like randomly based on what somebody's watching will go, Oh, I'm going to show him Joe oh, or gotcha. I'm uh-huh. not going to show him Joe right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's always thinking about Joe and it's like, when can I show Joe? And, but there's many, many Joes out there, right? Yes. And so if they start on this trend of like whatever cover song you're playing and, and maybe they've watched and stayed watching a couple of those, they're like, oh, we're going to show them Joe, mm-hmm. right? And so you never know. It could mm-hmm. be six months from now, one of your videos you did this month will become popular and, and change things. So. so I'm thinking about uh, then doing these videos because um, I'll be done with my 30 days, you know, and I know that's coming. Um, and so I'm thinking about just to keep activity going because my next thing I'd like to do is upload an original song a week, just Mm -hmm. start something, get it up there and go. But then the days in between, um, in betwixt, in between, I wanted to, (laughs) I was thinking about like this taking, if I can keep enough space, um, and keeping those videos that I've already uploaded because now I'm doing them all on just IGTV so I can get all three minutes of the song up there. Right. But I thought when I have time, maybe go back and take like a video a day and just create a reel. Mm-hmm. And just upload the same thing and yep. see what happens. Is that yep. is that something that would be annoying to Instagram, or is that a good thing? Would you think? Um, I can't speak for your followers, but for Instagram as a conglomerate, they would love that. Okay. And then there's this this one guy I follow that like like he gives tips almost every day of like how and and he's like don't be afraid to repost things in different uh, formats. Mm-hmm. Um, people will maybe make fun of you for it. Oh, we've already seen this, but in two different formats it may catch 
quite a few different people. Mm-hmm. I was and so also. that so that that's a really good idea to reuse that material that you've already spent the time doing. It won't take as long. Mm-hmm. Just make it into a reel, put it up there, nice and short. Yeah. I've also thought about going live a couple times, you know, because I'm like, hey, you can go live, and I'm like, okay, well, if I had a script or something I want to say, I mean, we we do this kind of live. We're live performers, mm-hmm. if, if you will. So I th- I'm just trying to think of ways that I can continue this push and and make it worthwhile because this has taken a lot out of me as a as another um, bit of information to just um, put out there. It takes a lot to it get, does. like you said, just to just to edit it, get it up there, get it done, and then to you know know that well, this might just be for a couple likes today, and it might be for yep. six months from now. And I got a show tonight, and my voice is feeling kind of weak, and I wish that it was feel, <laughs> feeling as strong as it did three weeks ago because I nailed that song. But oh, I got to do something today, and yeah. I want to do it today instead of recording five of them today and then kind of cheating yeah. and just like yeah, yeah, putting yeah. them out there. It's, it's more fun for me to just do what I say I was going to do. Yeah. Anyways. We do have a hard stop today. Yep. This has been fun, a great conversation. Um, it's been the last best conversation you'll ever hear. I can guarantee that. Without a doubt, Without until a the doubt. next podcast comes up. And then that one will be the last best conversation you've heard. It happens every week for us, twice a week. That's right. I mean, twice a week for us um, and also for you, hopefully, if you are listening in. Um, which we appreciate as always because yeah, without we, listeners, we're just talking to each other, which is good. I mean, two, two grown men and friends need to connect, but when we could share it with people, Hey, yeah, we're going to do it. Yep. We appreciate all of you guys listening hour and five minutes of your time. Thank you for giving it to us. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, wherever is comfortable for you. The best part you can do is if there's something on here that made you think of a friend, send it to them and uh, get help get the word out. Sharing is caring. We thank all of you. Don't forget about the codes we have. LBC10 with Absolute Aid. Podcast 15 with Alpen Fuel to get those discounts. And uh, yeah, I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.